Savage Mind Podcast, <clears throat> Savage Community. Anyone listening occasionally, consistently, every time, dedicated, meh, kinda, on the fence, whatever. I appreciate it. I value that. I need to dive right into this today because I know for sure we're going to have to talk about this more. We need to talk about this fucking economy and we need to talk about the high cost of living. And there's no way I can get all this in this podcast. Well, fuck. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're making the necessary changes in your life. I hope you're taking action. and Living through action because that's the only truth. I hope you're being honest with yourself if you can't be honest with others. Sometimes I guess that's kind of understandable, but if you can't have an honest conversation with yourself, then you're really in fucking trouble. Most people, so many people, not most, so many people can't have an honest conversation with yourself. You tell yourself lies, and if you do that, you most definitely uh, are not going to make no changes in your life. So, um, this is this is something that's everybody's talking about right now. Uh, and it's been going on for a while. I mean, I guess COVID kind of kicked it into gear. But even before this, let's just keep it real. We live in a different time. We, we live in a different era, whatever our age is. And, and like I've said, I've said this in the past. We And I've caught myself doing it. And I try to check myself and hold myself accountable when I do this. <coughs> Excuse me. We can't really compare generations, man. I mean, like I said, I'm real... I've been real crucial about, uh, you know, the millennials and whatever this other generation is because I have kids and we have kids in, in, in two, two or three different generations and now we have grandkids. But we don't know what we would do if we were born in this generation either. Whether you know, people my age now, if we were 25 to 30 or we were 10 or 15, we don't fucking know. We know what we've already lived and being a generation Xer, I'm... I wish I had more time on this earth. I wish I had more time in this life. No doubt. I even felt like I was born in the wrong era. Uh, oftentimes while I was growing up. Uh, I do think that my generation, I don't think it's the best. I just think that we're probably, maybe our oldest children's generation caught the tail end of some of the best things where, you know, you still could go to maybe a few record stores here and there. You could still skate. You could still fucking play outside without being on your phone all fucking day. Uh, play video games, know how to put it down. But I feel like our generation, uh, I, I, I rarely remember those things. I remember, I, again, I've had to say this in the past. I heard this from one of my best friends. I don't remember the best day of staying in the house. I don't. I remember the all my great memories are outdoors, but every generation compares every generation. Every generation thinks they had it right. They think they were the best era, uh, the best generation. They think that they, whatever it is. I mean, and we all. It, 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 I heard this on a podcast a while back, and it, it all it did was uh, reinforce what I already thought was every generation does that. How long you think they've been saying that? Well, I mean, I feel sorry for this generation, or they don't know. Or they don't know what's good, or they don't, they ain't had to go through anything. And a lot of that shit is true. But we, you know, hell, here I am in my late 40s, and I've been hearing that my whole life too. 
the people, the generations that are gone that have passed on, they had fucking no idea what time we would be living in now. And then, in all honesty, sometimes uh, as a kid, from everything that we were brain, they all well for people like me, I was never brainwashing. Never worked on me, you know. It, it just never did. It doesn't work then. Doesn't it didn't work then. Didn't work now. And anything that I was sucked into, I've since fucking stomped that out and fucking cut that shit out and did my own research and self-education and it really doesn't work on me now i'm an independent free mind thinker and uh i do my own research and uh i self-educate myself so i'm not easily sucked into anything yeah but uh hell my generation for the fear they struck into us and the way technology and movies were they told us that we'd be here with the technology that we have i thought we'd be here like 20 years ago I thought by two, year 2000, we'd be fucking flying cars and uh, we'd be living like the fucking Jetsons. Most of y'all don't know what that is. That was a cartoon in the 60s and 70s, again, before y'all's time. But anyway, um, I wanted to make this the intro and talked about what's going on right now in the economy. Everybody's talking about the fucking gas and, and it is, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And, you know, the war in Ukraine and... Whatever you think about politics, Biden, Trump, and this, this, and that, we can put all that aside. It does matter. Those are contributing factors, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I like I said, we have grown children, we have teenage children, and we have grandchildren. And I think about a lot of things about going reverse in my life, uh, as in a lot of people that know me, especially people that criticize and judge a lot and have something to say, especially, again, when you do something different and you're living outside the box, outside the parameters of what normal, whatever air quotations, normal society thinks, you're going to get criticized. When you're doing what everybody else is doing, even if you're fucking insanely miserable, people will congratulate you or they will tell you you're doing a good job or you're doing the responsible thing, which is... That's insanity itself to me. Um, you know, it probably, I, I've heard a lot, and I even say this, my life's went a lot in reverse. Uh, financially, uh, some stability as far as finances and investments and stuff like that. Probably where I was at in my 20s is where I should be at right now in my 40s. And where I'm at in my 40s is possibly where I should have been in my 20s. But let me fucking be very clear about this. My happiness my mental and physical health, my relationships, 10, 20, 30 times. Triumph. Whatever finances or savings or investments I've lost, I would not trade any of that shit to trade what I have right now and the life that I have right now. Let me be fucking textbook biblical clear about that. And that pisses people off. Because if your relationship's right, everything eventually fall into place. Stuff don't always happen. Stuff don't always happen at the time that we think it's it should happen. It happens at the time that it happens. Uh, and you know, uh, different. I mean, I could go on and on on this, but I wanted. I really have been thinking about the economy and how it's affecting everybody. And let me say this. If you're extremely wealthy 
And I, I can't. I'm not going to dive into every statistic today. I know there might be a fucking four part series on this because this is a very big deal. This is our livelihood. This is what we have to do to function. Not even going to say extremely wealthy. If you're in the upper percentage of, let's just say Americans. I'm not going to say the world because America is one of the richest countries in the world, regardless of what we think. And uh, a lot of people don't understand if you even make forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, you're in the upper upper percentage of the world's income bracket. But um, a lot of jobs pay well right now. And I've talked about this in the past, about employ uh, just in the past podcast recently. Employees have the upper hand. Uh, employers do not have the say so, and um, jobs are plentiful right now. And I've also talked about everyone says not everyone. So many people say people don't want to work, can't get nobody to work, and I'm not going to dive into that today because I'd love to rip some people to shreds. Look, it ain't that there is some always going to be people that don't want to work. There's some people that are fucking lazy. That's been going on since the beginning of time. Just like everything, social media gives us instant access and a front row seat to it. It's not that. We live in a different fucking working world. The face and the environment of the working world has changed. People can work remote. They can work from home. They can do fucking transportation jobs. They can work on the internet. They can sell shit. They can fucking do marketing. They can fucking be influencers. Yes, it's hard, but you can be an influencer. They can do Uber. They can do DoorDash. They can work for Amazon. All these things did not exist a long time ago, at least on the fucking platform they do now. So if you want to know why your loyal employees are leaving or they or they, they have left or they're in the process of leaving, it's not the fact that they didn't want to work. If they were loyal to you and they gave you good work and they were dedicated, at least, at least not did over what their expectations were, but they did what the fuck they were supposed to and they did it the whole time they were there. Don't talk shit about them after they left. You lost them by your own doing, employers. You know you, you know in the back of your mind and in your soul, you could have retained them and you could have kept them, but you pushed it too far and you took advantage of them and you fucking took them for granted and you manipulated them even if not directly you did it kind of under the table where there've been lack of resources lack of pay and benefits putting too much work on them expecting too much of them not giving them not not giving them what they didn't deserve but what they have earned and what they're not I wouldn't say entitled to but what you know that they're worth so they found someone else that that did that's the truth. And y'all are pissed because you lost them. It's going to be hard to find those people. You might, you'll, you'll find those people, but it'll take a while. Or you'll go through, so how many ever people in the process of that? So, I have different discussions with our grown children and people I know. And we're not talking about, the gas is a big deal. Let's t- has anybody un- really understood the price of groceries? So let me backtrack on this for a minute. If you're in an income bracket that you don't even notice, then good for you. You may have did something right. You may have a higher education. You may have fucking grinded. You may have hustled. You may have sacrificed. Then again, you might just be a privileged. You might have inherited something. You might have just plugged in. You might have been given something. You might have been skipping steps. We don't know. Again, before we give credit, we need to know the fucking formula. But if you don't need, if you're not a, if you're in that bracket or in that class that you're not affected by any of this, then good. 
Also, too, a lot of people that live off the system. This is hard to swallow. A lot of people that live off the system. And what I mean that, I mean the government, the welfare system. Now, child support is not part of the system. That's that's something different. But if you live off of that and you know that you could be working, you know that you could be earning, you know that you could be out earning your and, and making your you, you don't understand that you would make yourself feel better, that you are physically able to work and you will not. You're either using your kids, your 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 um most of the time it's kids, whatever it is that you're manipulating the system, you're probably not affected by this either because you're living uh you're used to living off of that set income. But the people in the middle, the people in the middle, and I'm not talking about just middle class. I'm talking about the people stuck in the middle. We can go from lower working class, the people that fucking grind and hustle, fucking entrepreneurs, people that run their, maybe run a small business, the people that have to hustle every day to make money, just from the lower working class to the upper working class. Again, there's so many different characteristics and things to add in there. How long have they been on the job? How old are they? What are what what has what has taken place and what has all happened in this formula that's came to this equation? Have they had setbacks? Have they had health issues? Have they went through divorce? Have they went through foreclosure? Have they had any problems? Have they gotten depressed? Have their job shut down? Did they decide to start over? There is so many fucking things. That's why if we don't know, we do not need to judge and criticize. But that middle, the people stuck in the middle, let's be fucking brutally honest. Because that's so fucking very, so fucking very difficult for y'all. They're the people taking the brunt end of it. Do you think our pay, the pay, anybody that hasn't had a raise... Anybody that doesn't get any bonuses, anyone that is being dedicated and loyal to their employees or is scared to leave or doesn't want to get their, doesn't want to take that risk. If you're in the exact, making the exact same money even two years ago right now, and it's not about money. I preach this constantly, but the, the exact same salary or hourly wage is not going even close to what it was two years ago. What's it, 30, 40% increase on most food? Gas is almost doubled. Let's talk about housing and, and whether you rent or you have a mortgage. And I could go on and on with this because I got on a spill the other day and I fucking went on for about 10 or 15 fucking minutes. Yes. Anybody that has a house paid for. Now, let me backtrack for a minute. Even if you paid for it yourself, fucking great job. That's an investment. Anybody that got given, inherited a land, a home, anyone that lives with someone that's never had to go sign mortgage papers, anyone that hasn't went and signed lease papers to rent something or lease something in a long time, anyone that hasn't bought a house or got a new place in the last five years, you don't even understand, especially those of you who never have, the difference is, so when we're comparing and I bought it and I bought this house for this much in 1985, we ain't even talking about 85. I bought my first house in fucking 95. I was 20 fucking years old. That same fucking house is the same size right now. That house is almost $150,000 more. 
Same fucking house. Got some upgrades to it. No more square footage. No pool. None of that shit. If you have not, and these young people, or anybody for that fucking matter, that are trying to get a place. Maybe they're getting started in life. Maybe they're trying to to get out on their own. Maybe they're trying to... Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're going through a split up. Maybe they want to go out and gain their independence. But talking to my grown children, especially my daughter, we're talking about an apartment I had about 11 years ago. The same apartment. They've upgraded the outside a little bit. Maybe did some paint, changed the tile. Same fucking apartment. In 2011, 2010 or 11, that apartment was $8.85 a month for a two-bedroom, two-bath. Me and her live there by ourselves. That apartment is $1,200 a month now. Maybe more. Seen a house in an old neighborhood I used to live in. A house I used to own. House was $180,000. The house is for sale for $375,000. The same fucking house. Nothing has been done to it. People need to go out and get first month's rent and deposit. If a fucking basic ass, I know, I know one of our family members, one of our children just looked at a two bedroom, a three bedroom, one bath, little wood frame house. The house is almost 50 years old. Remodeled. Nice. Cute. Clean. Backyard. Chain link fence. That's it. $1,500 a month. So all of our generations and older need to quit fucking comparing it. It ain't the fucking same. Just to move into, say, that two-bedroom apartment. Let's just say, we're talking $3,000. First month's rent, deposit, and get everything turned on. You people that have the privilege of having a safety net, or have an emergency fund, not your emergency fund that you saved, your family's your emergency fund. You have someone to co-sign. You have someone to give you the money. Y'all have no fucking idea how hard it is out there. Let me ask some of you employers something. Do you think your employees are doing well when you want to know how they're doing? Or you don't ask how they're doing because you don't want to know the truth? How do you think they're doing if they made the, making the same money and the same benefits three to five years ago with the cost of groceries, the cost of gas, the cost of child care. For those of you that don't pay child care, that dump your children, not say dump, some of you dump, you know you do. Your family watches your children. Do you know how much child care is? Because I know one of our children pays $500 a month and she gets a discount. $500 a month, add one, one car payment, put insurance on that, put rent and utilities. You better be damn lucky you ain't got to pay it. We do not live in the same time. So employers, how do you think your employees are doing? They're not they're probably not asking for too much. The price of food, the price of gas, the price of materials to work on your home, the price to go out to eat for anything. That same money you can cut in half. Let's just say I'm not gonna get into what people make or what they should make or what they think they're worth, what their employer thinks they're worth, and what they think they're worth is probably two different things. So I've I've adapted this lately. Maybe we should start telling our employers they should pay us what they think we're worth 
and then whatever the pay is, we'll give them the, we'll give them the work equal to that. How about that, motherfuckers? Yeah. The only reason most people don't leave is because they don't want to start over. How do you think they're doing? I know for us, I'm just speaking. I'm, this is Savage Mind Podcast. As I say over and over, this is about keeping shit real. One of Our family truck is a V8. It's a Nissan Titan. Our other car is a Honda Civic. I drive the Honda Civic most of the time to work. I know just for us, and that was going back, my wife going back and forth to work, me going back and forth to work, going to the grocery store, going to the gym, doing basic shit. And again, I cut my gym membership out during the summer because I work out outdoors. And I usually try to do everything in inside in town so I don't have to make extra trips. Maybe a couple of times picking up a grandkid. Maybe we might go out to eat once or twice a month. That's maybe, unless we're on vacation. So we spent $600 a month on gas last month. And if we eat frugal, if we eat lean, we do curbside and we order most of our meat from butcher box. So we don't even use gas for that. And I usually take leftovers at least four days a week, sometimes two or three days. This is just keeping it fucking real. And let's say we spend $100 a week on food. Again, we got two children in this house. Teenagers. Two the same age. So we're at $1,000 a month right there. That's gas and food. Right there. Thank God the mortgage we had was over 20 years ago. And our payment still went up. And we owe less than three years probably on this house. Thank God. Because this house, still we're working on it, and it, we're humble, we're grateful, we are blessed with our home. But it is humble. It's nothing fancy. We're about to pay it off. We remodel only as we have cash. This is just keeping it real. We couldn't buy this house right now as it sits. There's no way. Not to come up with the down payment, closing costs, tax title and license. People are mortgaging themselves in their house poor. Y'all know what house poor means? It's like being car poor. They'll, if your credit's good and you make decent money, they'll give you more than you can afford. And most people will get it because it's a status symbol. We don't want that. For us, we don't. Maybe it's just because I'm older and I've been there. I don't want to do it. So you got $1,000 a month right there. $1,000 a month for groceries, gas. Throw in mortgage. I seen the other day, this may be a loose statistic. Just to take care of basics. Basics. That's if you have no loans, no credit cards. And you know what? Most people shouldn't have credit cards. You know, you know that's another thing. I want to be clear about this. Not speaking just for us. We don't have it. Outside of our mortgage and one car loan. The mortgage is over 23 years into it. And the car loan is... Almost four years into it, we don't have one fucking loan, not one credit card, not no other debt. We have one mortgage, one car note, utilities, like, you know, electricity, water. We have groceries. We have gas. And every fucking body in this house works. Both teenage girls. Everybody works. And I hustle other shit. How much you think it costs? We got our mortgage, car payment, groceries. Gas. Any fucking thing goes wrong. Any extra. And here's the thing while our employers, they're going to use the, the price of food and fuel now. And it's a real fucking thing, no doubt. And there are some employers that's being legit about that. 
But when they had it, they didn't do it. And we've seen this during as COVID and all this shit has took place because we see all the bonuses to get people. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. We're giving sign-on bonuses. If you have sign-on bonuses right now, you had it before. For most of you. You know that's fucking true and it pisses you off because you're listening to it. So a lot of you employers don't need to ask where your employees are going. Don't ask why. You know it's... Some people probably don't want to. I know for me, there's a lot of things I don't want to do. I'm going to have to make some real fucking lean and tough decisions here in the real near future really quick. And that this is this is speaking from people who live well within their means. If you do not know what that means, then you probably never had to do it. As in, we do everything for cash, and if we don't have it, we don't do it most of the time. Like I said, take leftovers two or three days a week, pay our mortgage, pay our car payment, sometimes late, sometimes on time. We live within our means because we want real freedom and we don't want to get in any more debt. So how do you think it's going? If you spend $100 a week on groceries, that's eating very minimal. That's probably two people. Don't go out to eat maybe once, twice a month, if that. And we got four people in this house. We got our mortgage, which our mortgage is very reasonable. Still, taxes went up. Our appraisal went up. We're modeling a fucking house, man. Because we're trying to bring the value up. What the fuck you think happens, you dumb motherfuckers? We got one car note. The truck's four years old. We bought it two years old. Or five years old. 18, 19, 20. It's five years old. We bought it two years old. All the rest of our shit's cash. Going out to eat. Oh, shit. We got a pipe bust. Oh, shit. Washer's out. Oh, shit. We need new tires. Need an oil change. Need tags. Kids need braces. <coughs> shit. Need to go to the doctor. Got the flu. Got COVID. Out of work. Maybe most people got some sick pay and got some vacation time. Some people don't get paid for them either. How the fuck do you think it's going, employers? And the reason I'm speaking from this premise and this perspective is because most people are employees. And I encourage, a little side note, I encourage no matter how old you are. I don't care if it's a fucking food truck, going back to school, personal training, fucking mowing yards, fucking hustling, cleaning houses. Get you going something on the side. No matter how long it takes, the time will pass away. You know, Jamie Johnson is one of my favorite country artists. He has a song called High Cost of Living Ain't Like the Cost of Living High. And that's true. But the high cost of living is a real fucking thing. I live in Texas. Most people that listen to this podcast live in Texas. Texas has always had cheap home prices. I have family in California. I was born in California, but I don't remember much about it because we came here. One thing I have always known, even when California was reasonable prices on everything else, their real estate was through the fucking roof. It's fucking astronomical for people in Texas because of its beach, its beachfront. You know, it's been going on for decades. I have a philosophy that in the fifties, a lot of movie stars, a lot of actors, a lot of athletes moved there, and they set the price so high. CEOs and stuff like that, they set the price so high that they they could drive everybody out. And and most people, I have a I have some family members. I still have some family in California, but I have some family that lives in Texas now. And one of my aunts told me this. She sold a house in the early 90s and moved here. A house she bought in the 70s. 
She said she never wished she would have sold that house, but this made sense for today's times. She said, once I sold it, I couldn't buy back in. She made a shitload. Great profit, but she couldn't buy back in. So a lot of people are moving from California to here. And you're welcome here, no doubt. I ain't shit. I'm just saying. But they have such a return off of their houses. Look, I went back and looked seven years ago at the house I was born in before my mother passed away. She wanted to go back there. So I took her there. That house was 1,200 square feet. And it needed about $30,000 worth of work. That place was $900,000. No fucking shit. When people sell houses over there, they can drive everybody out here. They set the fucking standard. They can sell a little fucking box over there, come here and fucking pay cash. So we're starting to see California in the East Coast prices. Understand that. If you want to know where that's going, that's where that's going. Gas is a big deal. That's to be the least of your worries. People are, <clears throat> you're going to see the housing market is going to be so high, people ain't even going to be able to buy. And we're building at an all-time rate. I see houses going up every day. This is adult, mature shit, but this is real shit. Don't ask how people are doing if you know they're struggling. And in the last three years, if you haven't had any pay increase, you haven't had any paid time off, you haven't had any fucking sick time, you haven't had any bonuses of any kind, and you're dedicated to your employee, it might be time to leave. Because everybody's fucking hired. And it may, may, may not be a place you want to stay. Like, if I was speaking from myself, it may not be a place I want to stay, but it might mean something I'm, I'm going to do temporary because six months at that place might might do me better or do someone else better than three, four years at another place. Don't let people, t- most most employers that are thriving, watch how they live. Watch the money they have. Watch the things they do. You, you, you can't believe they don't have it. That's just an excuse, and they're getting pissed because they're hearing this. Don't ask why your employees left. Don't let. Don't ask why you such have such a high turnover rate and that you can't keep no one. Well, this is why. People are fucking struggling, man. And people don't want to lose their house after five years, ten years, much less fucking 20. People don't want to have their car for five, four years and lose it the last fucking year. People don't want to have maintained all this shit and have to fucking give it up and start over and still work for some of you motherfuckers. So this is part one. I'm going to go for right now. You just remember, this is a high cost of living. And it's a real fucking thing. And there's more people that can re- this resonates with and connect to this than, than doesn't. Because usually the people that have enough money that it doesn't affect them, they don't even think about it. Or the, the people who don't even have to worry that live off the government or they're extremely poor. And there's different reasons for that. But the working class people, that's who is, is hit the hardest. We're... Working class people always pay the fucking price. And it's been going on that way. And that shit needs to change. Before I go, Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, Spreaker, Overcast, Anchor. Can y'all go hit the subscribe button, follow the link, put your debit card in. Two to ten dollars a month. I'd appreciate it. That's that that's really showing support. Alright. <clears throat> May y'all stay humble and live savage. Love y'all.